Hello and welcome to Fibber McGee and Molly from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. The squire of 79 Wistful Vista and his lady are about to depart on a vacation trip tonight, but to be sure his successor for the summer will get off to a good start, our hero is composing a musical number. While his wife attends to some minor details, such as carrying the trunks out to the car. And so, Fibber McGee and Molly. Better hold up that last diminuendo. Much too fortissimo for the Allegro. the love of Mike, Molly. Can't you throw them trunks around a little quieter? Can't you see I'm working? You're working? Listen, my muscle-bound Mendelssohn. <laughs> Suppose you leave that cantata flat on this arpeggio and give me a hand with this bag. I can't uh, do this all by my... McGee, hmm? put that piano down and listen to me. Okay, but this is pretty important stuff, Molly. I'm writing this to demonstrate to Meredith Wilson what can really be done on the summer show in the way of musical progress. And your composition will get there all right. Get where? In the way of musical progress. Oh, there, Mrs. McGee. Oh, hello, Mr. Gildersleeve. McGee, I happened to be going past and saw this frail little woman of yours carrying some heavy bags out and loading them in your car. You did? She fascinates me with that stuff, too, Gildersleeve. <laughs> She's strong as a bull. She is not. I am, too. You are? Well, maybe not as strong as a bull, but I'm no frail little woman. Thank you, just the same. Now, so now that you've inserted your long, twitching proboscis into something that's none of your business, Gildersleeve... You're a hard man, McGee. You may think it's all right to treat your wife like an Indian squaw, but by George, it makes my blood boil. <laughs> That Molly, <laughs> his blood is boiling. <laughs> then why don't you turn off the gas, Gildersleeve? Now look, Mister Gildersleeve, <laughs> McGee is working on a very important musical arrangement for our summer show. Oh, oh, I see. Well, well in that case, I'll carry those things out for you. Oh, now please, Mister. Oh, go ahead and let him, Molly. The exercise will do him good. He's getting a bay window on him that would seat four members of the Union League Club. <laughs> That's very good, McGee. Very good. Huh? It is? Certainly it is. is. Very humorous. Well, now, let's see. I'll carry out this grass suitcase in the canaries. What? What's come over old Gildersleeve anyway, Molly? A pinhorn sport with lead in his pants and a heart of gold. <laughs> Ah. <laughs> Hardly worth the effort. Yeah. I'd like to have the mineral rights in that guy. <laughs> oh, well, let's see now. I wonder what the musical notation is when you want the trumpet player to put the derby on. Say, McGee, hmm? did you ask the phone company to shut off the telephone tomorrow? Yeah, but it wasn't necessary. They were going to shut it off anyway. <laughs> Seems like I forgot to pay last month's bill. Hmm, nice timing. Mm. 
Did you call the water company and the electric company? Yep. How about the milkman and the egg lady? Yep. Oh, I forgot the egg lady. Well, call her up. We don't want her laying eggs on our back porch all summer. How <laughs> oh, you do it, Molly? I've been interrupted too much already. Next time I try to ride a symphony, I'll go hide in a cave somewhere. What for? Bloodhounds will track you down sooner or later, dearie. <laughs> oh, so you don't think I'm much of a musician, eh? Frankly, mm-mm. Why, Molly? Why, Molly, that cuts me to the quick. I've got a tender quick. <laughs> I've always been interested in music. Why, even when I was a little kid, every time a band marched up the street, I'd tag along as fast as my little legs would carry me. Bandy oh. Legs McGee, I was no doubt. Bandy Legs McGee, the brightest bambino that ever booped to the tune, blasted a brave and bold blare on the brass bound bugle, blown the bewitching ballads of Bobby Burns on the Bonnie bagpipe, bossing big bands with the brisk beat of my baton, ballyhooed as being the best bass tub baritone in the business because of my beautiful, brilliant, bell-like bellow, bombarded with breakfast and breakfast galore, but play something, Billy, I'm becoming a bore. Let's see now, I'll write a four-bar tacit in here. I hope Meredith Wilson has got a good tacit player. McGee. Huh? Look who's coming up the walk. Who? Mrs. Uppington. Oh. The Emily Post Toastie of Wistful Vista. That woman gives me the chills and fever. Why? Because I'm always torn between wanting to give her the cold shoulder and the hot foot. Come in, Mrs. Uppington. Yes, Uppy, a few hours later, and we'd have been gone, Uppy. Oh, you fortunate people to get away from it all. Yes. Out on the open road, without a care in the world. What a relief for everybody. (laughs) Well, I knew you were leaving, so I brought you a little going away present. Oh, Oh, no, nothing much, really. But I do think they will come in handy. Uh, Here. Uh, do you like them? Why, Mrs. Uppington, they, why, they're wonderful. Aren't they, dear? <laughs> I'll, I'll say so. <laughs> I've never seen anything like them. <laughs> just, just what we needed, too. Probably. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> what are they? Well, my dear, they're a little convenient for roughing it in the woods this summer. Oh. Yes, collapsible finger bowls. Oh. <laughs> My, my, there's nothing we needed more than collapsible finger bowls. Particularly with that collapsible finger McGee got playing baseball. Aren't they wonderful, McGee? Yeah, just the thing. I always say that after a hearty meal in the woods, there's nothing like a good, fast game of finger bowling. (laughs) Finger bowling! Oh, my, how dreadfully amusing! Hope you have a nice vacation, both of you. Oh, uh, I understand you'll be back with us in the autumn. Oh, yes, Mrs. Uppy. How marvelously appropriate. What do you mean, appropriate, Uppy? Well, when I was a little child, when I was quite a small child, Mr. McGee, the leaves turned brown in the autumn, you know, and I always wondered where the sap went after it left the trees, and now I'm... Now I know! You run back into the broadcasting business. <laughs> <laughs> There's 
Here's a woman after my own heart with a stiletto. <laughs> Dad, Brad, excuse please. Can't you be more quiet with them trunks? How can I concentrate on my music with you banging and grunting all over the house? Well, I'm sorry, McGee. I'm sorry to disturb you. I'll be out of here in just a minute. Let's see. I better make a notation here. Anything happens when Tipperary quick. Let's see now. Yes. Hello there, Mr. Old Timer. Hello, daughter. Hello, Johnny. Just wanted to stop by and say goodbye. Okay, goodbye. 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 And Johnny, I don't need to beg you to take me with you on your vacation now. Oh, is that so? Well, why not? I just remember what I did with my own car. Well, what did you do? Park it in the wrong street last month? Nope. Hit from the finance company. Under a haystack. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's pretty good, Johnny. I fool every time, bud. <laughs> I'll never forget the time in 26. One of them finance collectors hid in the rumble seat. The rumble seat? But I see him duck into it and I locked him in. Locked him in there. <laughs> Just by the time he got out. See, I don't think I ever did let him out. <laughs> Car rides better with a little dead weight in the rear. <laughs> oh, well, I better get busy and finish this music. I got the glass of candle up there, the moon window, and the swish over the top. There, it's done. Molly, I just finished the greatest piece of American music since Grandpa got the asthma after swallowing the harmonica. I'll give you another... Hello, Fever. Hello, Molly. Why, hello, Mr. Mims. Have a chair. Yeah, Billy, I want you to listen to a composition I just finished. I based it on an old melody called Kiss Me Again. And I'm calling it Don't Give Me Any of Your Lip, Baby. <laughs> you want to hear it? Why, I'd love to, Fever. But first, let me introduce an old friend of mine, Meredith Wilson. <laughs> I'm glad to meet you, bud. So you're the good news boy who's going to do the Johnson Wax Show this summer. Yes? So uh, I asked Billy here to bring me over to wish you a very pleasant vacation. Oh, thanks, Si. <laughs> and I might say I'm a trifle apprehensive about trying to follow a show like yours. Oh, well, thank you, Mr. Wilson. I've been listening to your music for a long time, and, well, I think you're wonderful, I do. You do? Gee, this is interesting. <laughs> Does he really know his stuff, Billy? He certainly does, Fibber. Why, Meredith is the guy who wrote that terrific fling number entitled Gravy. Gravy? For your orchestra, Mr. Wilson? No, I wrote that one for the sweet potato only. <laughs> but, uh... <laughs> but, uh, let's hear your number, Fibber. Oh, shucks, fellas. It, it was written for a big 32-piece orchestra. As long as I only got a piano in here. Oh, now, don't worry about that. I've got my boys right outside. Huh? They follow me everywhere. Oh, my. They must worship you. Not necessarily. Uh, this is payday. Come on in, boys. Well, surprise. <laughs> and all this for a simple little composition. <laughs> well, if I'd known all you fellas were dropping in, I'd have baked a cakewalk. Ah, well, here's the music. I'll lead the band myself, Meredith, if you don't mind. Go right ahead, Fibber. But uh, keep your eye on my bassoon player. He's always being uh, penalized for low blows. <laughs> <laughs> you ready, fellas? Okay. On the downbeat. Okay. <laughs> 
with him all over town. I'm going to work with him this summer on the Johnson Show, you know, and uh, uh-oh, uh-oh. And Folks, I got a feeling that our Mr. Wilcox is about to wax commercial. Oh. Heavenly days, McGee, now, please. Well, that's it. I had to do it. For five years now, people have been writing in and stopping me on the street and saying, why don't you say something about Harlow Wilcox waxing commercial? And I thought this was just as good a time as any to make everybody happy. <laughs> I got all summer to live it down. <laughs> so go ahead. Well, I was trying to find Meredith to tell him about tying in Johnson's car new with the new show. Oh, that's an old story to you folks, of course, and to millions of motorists, too. How car new cleans and wax polishes cars in one simple, easy operation. Oh, sure, we know all about that. But Meredith may not realize just how really easy Johnson's car new is to you. You mean about uh, just spreading it on, letting it dry, and wiping it off, and there's your car looking like new when you use car new? That's it. That's it. Don't you think I've got something there? Yeah, I really do, Harlow. I think you've really got something. And whatever it is, you better get out of the house with it. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. But anybody who'd give out with that waxing commercial, well, you need a vacation. Go <laughs> on, folks. Have a good time. Leave a hand loading the car so long as he's been so nice as to do all this. Oh, hello there, little girl. Hi, mister. Can I help you pack or put stuff in your car or anything to turn a mama's nickel? 
No, I don't believe so, sis. Mrs. McGee and Mr. Gildersleeve have got the packing pretty well in hand. Yeah, and she has your car ordered down. I bet your dears are going to have to have their teeth filled before you get back of it. <laughs> well, I'll admit we're taking plenty of stuff, sis, but that car can take it. Yeah, and it can dish it out, too. All over the road. <laughs> okay, never mind the disparaging remarks about my car. It's in wonderful condition. Except i got to get them brakes fixed. Oh, no, you don't. They're all right. Who says so? My papa. What does your papa know about my brakes? He said you always had better brakes than you deserve. <laughs> oh, so he said that, did he? Well, you wait till I meet hey, that. Hey, mister. What's on account of an honor of your going away on a vacation and stuff, I wrote a poem for you. Huh? You did? Mm-hmm. Well, I'm yeah. deeply flattered, sis. Uh, let's hear this little sawed-off, send-off sonnet of yours. <laughs> All righty. The title is... Mm-hmm. That was real, too. To Mr. <laughs> to Mr. McGee on the eve of his departure. Uh-huh. Or when the lowbrow hits the highway. Well, that's a very cute title, sis. What's the poem? Well, here it is. The poem. Mm-hmm. Though you'll be a rover till hot weather's over, don't fear that I will forget you. Meredith Wilson's ideal for summer, I feel, but you'll be the fall guy, I bet you. So I'm a Up your sleeve, aside from a couple of spare aces. <laughs> That's very good, little tooth. Very good. You're as full of cracks as a corn crib. Yes, you're full of corn. <laughs> Just told you were taking a trip this summer. Thought you might like a couple of tickets to the World Fair. Oh, isn't that wonderful? We'd love to have them. Thank you, Mr. Boomer. Not at all, my dear. Not at all. Won't need them myself. I have a special invitation from the governor. Expedition, I believe they call it. <laughs> A name for an invitation, isn't it? All right. How about these World Fair tickets, Boomer, if any? Certainly stop that. Certainly. I'm right here somewhere now where I put those World Fair tickets. Tickets. Here's a small whisk broom. I'm expecting a slight brush for the law. <laughs> a half of a gold brick. Oh, yeah. Have an appointment very shortly with a gullible midget. <laughs> Large bunch of automobile keys. Going to give them an audition as soon as it gets dark. Except <laughs> for a short beard. Well, well, and I've got no World Fair tickets. Too bad you would have loved Chicago. <laughs> Chicago? Why, that World Fair has been over for six years. You don't say. Sure. Well, I must tell that to my Aunt Fanny. She's still saving up for us. <laughs> Well, a pleasant vacation to you, my dear. And a bum voyage to you, short, squat, and squinty. (laughs) 
guy's got a very sunny disposition for such a shady character. <laughs> well, folks, I've got everything loaded in the car. Huh? Is there anything else I can do for you? Oh, Mr. no, thanks, Mr. Gildersleeve. Then you've been simply wonderful. I'll say so. Oh, not at all, not at all. I don't know when I've enjoyed myself so much. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry I couldn't do more, McGee. Hey, what is this anyway, Gildersleeve? How come you're so dad let it helpful all of a sudden? Oh, let's let bygones be bygones, McGee. Uh, believe me, it's been a real pleasure to help you out. Huh? And I think I did a very good job of loading those bags and trunks and everything in the car. Uh, incidentally, when is the van coming from the piano and the heavy people? The van? What van? What are you talking about? Why should we take a piano on a vacation trip? Vacation trip? You mean that... Oh, my goodness. What's the matter? I thought you were moving away, McGee. Thanks for listening to us all these weeks, and we'll be seeing you in the fall. Indeed. And we know you're going to enjoy a Meredith Wilson show for Johnson's wife this summer. And all right. I ain't going to miss the one, because I'm really sensitive to good music. Yes, I do. Music, ah, uh, music... Music does something to me. Yes, that's exactly what my Uncle Dennis said when he got his stomach pinched in the concertina. <laughs> Good night. Good night, all. Baby.